Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Matt and I am here to get you through our week 15 preview. We're going to look at games of the week, some sit-start suggestions. I'll make my picks against the spread and uh, we will do all of that following a quick recap of not just Thursday Night Football, but we had a trio of Saturday football games. Thursday Night Football featured a matchup of the 5 and 8 Los Angeles Chargers at the 5 and 8 Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders were coming off a game where they were held scoreless. Chargers coming off a huge loss to the Broncos. Both teams pretty much on the outside looking in for the playoffs. I was expecting kind of a crummy game. No Justin Herbert. We got Easton Stick as a starter. No Keenan Allen. No Josh Jacobs. The Raiders came out hard, 21-0 after one quarter, 42-0 at the half. They won 63-21. Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco were fired by the Chargers on Friday morning. Uh, be interesting to see where they go from here. Chargers 5-9, pretty well out of the playoff picture. 6-8 for the Raiders. They're pretty much out of the playoff picture as well. Hard to imagine that you could get into the AFC playoffs with less than 10 wins, especially with all the teams that are already uh, sitting at 7 and 8 wins. Uh, but was kind of a shocking result. On Saturday, we had a trio of games, all of them covered by NFL Network. All of them had uh, playoff implications in the first one, the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals, both teams 7-6 and six fighting for wildcard spots. Minnesota built a pretty good lead, but the Bengals came back, forced it to overtime, and got the 27-24 victory. Bengals now 8-6, giving them a little bit of a leg up in that AFC wildcard race. Minnesota 7-7, seven and seven, not in terrible shape given uh, kind of where the wildcard battle is in the NFC, but they have two of their last three games against the Detroit Lions. That probably will give them a moment of pause. Uh, they went to Nick Mullins in this game. I'm not sure that was a huge upgrade over what they were getting from Josh Dobbs. Uh, middle game was all AFC playoff implications as the Pittsburgh Steelers came to battle the Indianapolis Colts. Another game, the Steelers took an early lead, actually up 13-0, end up losing 30-13, third straight loss for Pittsburgh. They dropped from being in the number five position and they have C playoff race to on the outside looking in now just seven and seven. Colts move up to eight and six. If things don't work out uh, for the Jaguars on Sunday night tonight, uh, you know, we could see them being in a record wise tie for first place could be very interesting. Uh, last few weeks, uh, the Colts, of course, lost both games uh, to the Jaguars this season, um, which is a big deficit if they're trying to get to the division. But they are in getting in better shape to get a wild card berth. The last game of the Knights, uh, Denver Broncos at the Detroit Lions. Lions have struggled a little bit lately. They did not struggle on Saturday night. They put up 42 points in a 42 to 17 win. Denver had been hot 
coming in, had won six of the last seven games. This is a huge loss. Drops them back to seven and seven. Like Pittsburgh, they now have a very tough road trying to get to the playoffs. Denver will be in primetime again next week. They play uh, at home on Christmas Eve night, Christmas Eve a Sunday against the Patriots. They have three very winnable games. Uh, Patriots, those <laughs> charters who just changed head coaches, and then they end at the Raiders. If they win those, they can still get to 10 wins. But it's going to be a tough road in the AFC. Uh, a little bit of a setback for Denver and Pittsburgh and Minnesota in their playoff hopes. A big step forward for Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Detroit. Uh, Detroit plays Minnesota two of the last three. The other game in there is the Dallas Cowboys. They are 10-4 with a Seahawks loss today. They are into the playoffs. A couple other scenarios. They definitely want to win uh, their own division. I think a win next week against Minnesota would go a long way toward locking that up and getting them a top four seed and at least a home game. They still have an outside shot at the number one overall seed, but um, I think that's going to be a little bit of a tough road to go. Uh, but that's a look at what we've seen already this week. Already four big games in the books that had major implications. Now let's look at games of the week. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, we've we've seen four big games, but we have a lot of games to go. I'm going to start with the early window here. Uh, the one that caught my eye, 6-7 and seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the 6-7 and seven Green Bay Packers. And I know you've got to be thinking, really? But 6-7 and seven is good enough to be a leader in the NFC South. And in fact, that's what the pack uh, with the Buccaneers are. They are currently by tiebreaker atop their division. Packers, meanwhile, are part of a big gaggle of teams fighting for a wild card spot. As I mentioned, 7-7 seven and seven, uh, would kind of currently get you in. I think there's big implications for both teams as Tampa Bay wants to stay on top of its division and the Packers want to try to stay in the wild card race. Both teams beat up a little bit. Uh, I like this as a very interesting game. In the afternoon window, 10-3 Dallas Cowboys fresh off a huge victory over uh, the Philadelphia Eagles last week will go to battle the 7-6 and six Buffalo Bills. Bills got a big one of their own uh, over the Chiefs last week. They really need to keep winning to put pressure on to get into that race. Uh, getting to 8-6 and six would help give them a little bit of a leg up to do that. Sunday night football. A huge divisional leader matchup, the 10-3 Baltimore Ravens, currently the number one seed in the AFC, go to battle the 8-5 Jacksonville Jaguars. I mentioned the Jags have lost two straight. They're still atop the division. They'd still be atop the division even with a loss this week, but they would probably lose any outside shot at moving toward the number one seed. The Ravens, meanwhile, want to keep putting distance between themselves the Dolphins, the Chiefs, everybody else who is fighting for that top spot, that bye does a lot for teams. Monday night football, they flex this one into Monday night. It was originally supposed to be uh, the Chiefs versus the Patriots, which you can understand why the NFL liked this matchup better. We get the 10-3 and Philadelphia Eagles at the 6-7 and uh, Seattle Seahawks. You know, the Eagles coming off of a tough loss. They need to keep winning to keep pace with the 49ers to keep up their chances of returning as a number one seed. Seattle, meanwhile, uh, you know, 6-7. and seven. Uh, I have mentioned it a few times for the NFC. You are not out of the playoff race there. You're in the thick of it. But the Seahawks, another team that have lost a lot of games uh, consecutively, they're tracking to potentially get Geno Smith back in this one. But whew, they need wins. Will they get it? 
I guess we will find out. So that's a look at some of the big games that are coming today and tomorrow as we continue our three consecutive days of relevant football. You're welcome as we get close to Christmas. Uh, probably get some of the same things again next week. In fact, I know we will. We get games on Saturday the 23rd um, that are going to be kind of fun. Then a lot of games on Christmas Eve the 24th and a few games on Christmas Day the 25th. So three, three days of football each of the weekends uh, gives us a lot to follow, especially at a crucial point in the year. Uh, so that's a look at the games of the week. Now let's talk some sit start. My sit start suggestions did not pan out just as I had hoped last week. I went 0 4 with my start suggestions, 2 and 2 with sits, 2 and 4 overall. So hoping for a lot. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold better this week let's dive in at quarterback my start this week is matthew stafford uh, you know stafford led the rams to the super bowl a couple of seasons ago but he's been kind of quiet since as the rams are kind of competing for this playoff slot they come in six and seven uh, with a lot of moxie, uh, they have a healthy Cooper Cup and emerging Puka Nakua, and we've seen his numbers rise these past three weeks. Stafford has 23 or more points. In the last two weeks, he has 30 or more points. This week, the Rams are facing a commander's defense that, let's face it, doesn't have a lot of defense. They've allowed high-flying offenses, and I like Stafford this week, especially given that we are in a dubious quarterback landscape right now, especially for fantasy. Uh, my sit is Trevor Lawrence of the Jack Jacksonville Jaguars. Lawrence is less than two weeks removed from a really big injury, playing on Sunday night football against a tough Ravens defense. The Ravens have allowed some people to put up points, including Matthew Stafford last week, but others have struggled. No Christian Kirk for the Jaguars. I think Lawrence is a solid super flex option, but I am not trusting him as a top 12 guy. Moving on to running backs, my start this week is Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As the Buccaneers have been battling for a playoff spot down the stretch, we've seen White really pick up his game. He's sitting as running back four on the season. The Buccaneers have had a big game with the Packers on Sunday, and White figures to be a huge part of what they're doing. The Packers have also not been very good against the run. White has been getting better and better as a rusher, also has been involved as a passer. I am firing him up. My sit this week was actually Najee Harris. Uh, you know, he has done some good things, but he's been banged up and hasn't been consistent. He only had 
33 yards on Sunday, only putting up less than four points. Uh, he's RB 30 on the season with less than 10 points in three of his last four games. He continued that four of his last five. So that ended up being a call that worked out for me. It gives me a little bit of hope and confidence going into this week. Wide receivers, I am firing up Debo Samuel. The 49ers are on a roll. The team is incredibly talented, and Samuel is a huge part of that. He's had more than 20 points in each of the last three games and more than 30 points in the last two weeks. The 49ers are competing for the number one overall seed, and they're playing a Cardinals team this week uh, that has just struggled mightily all season. I really like Samuel. My sit, and this probably isn't a huge surprise given what I said about Lawrence, but I'm sitting Calvin Ridley. You know, he has struggled this season a lot more than we thought. He has huge games. He has four games with 20 or more points, but he also has seven games with less than 10 points. That includes the last two weeks with Kirk out. He and Zay Jones just haven't been able to get it going. Jaguars pass offense is in a, bit of, a little bit of a funk, too. I, I'm just not trusting him as a top 24 play this week. Uh, moving on to tight ends. Trey McBride, the rookie, really taken off. He's already tight end 10 on the season. They recently released veteran Zach Ertz. I think it's wheels up for McBride. Uh, the Cardinals just continuing to get him involved, and they will likely need to throw a lot this week against the 49ers. My sit, meanwhile, Logan Thomas of the Washington Commanders. Look, the Washington Commanders passing game is too inconsistent for me. The team has Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, running backs, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, all vying for targets along with Thomas and other tight ends. I know Brian Robinson is out this week, but there's still a lot of mouths to feed. He could have a top 12 game, but there's just not enough consistent target share in production week to week to justify feeling good about starting him, especially in a fantasy playoff week. So unfortunately, he is on my bench. That does it for my sit-start suggestions. Let's go ahead and look at my picks against the spread. I I came back strong last week, uh, 9 and 5. That got me back to 104 and 104. So far, I am 3 and 1 on this week. I took the Raiders minus two and a half. They obviously won by quite a bit. I took the Vikings plus three and a half. They lost, but only by three. I took the Colts minus two and a half. They won by quite a bit. My one failing was I took the Broncos plus four and a half. I thought they would win outright or at least keep it close. Neither of those things happened. So I'm 107 and 105 right now going into Sunday. First game up is Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking the Browns minus three and a half. Next, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. I'm taking the Falcons minus three and a half. I mentioned I like Tampa Bay in this one. Tampa Bay at Green Bay. I'm taking the Buccaneers plus three and a half. Uh, the Houston Texans are going to battle the Titans. The Texans are beat up. Case Keenum starting today. I'm taking the Titans minus two and a half off of an emotional Monday night football victory. Uh, in the in Miami, the Dolphins are back home facing a Jets team that seems to be figuring some things out. I think Miami will win, but it's an eight and a half point spread. I don't feel good about that large point spread, so I'm taking the Jets plus eight and a half. Uh, the New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm taking the Giants plus four and a half. I think the Saints can get the outright win, but the Giants have been playing better of late. Another one, the point spread is just too big. The Patriots are are plus nine and a half over the Chiefs. Uh, that's the that's the number that I took. I think the Chiefs win, but I don't know that they win by 10 points. They've been struggling a little bit. Commanders at the Rams. I mentioned how much I like the Rams. I'm taking them minus six and a half. 49ers at the Cardinals. I'm taking the 49ers minus 13 and a half. It's a huge spread, but they are just so good. 
Cowboys at the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are playing with a lot of moxie. I'm taking Buffalo minus two and a half. I think we could see Dallas have a little bit of a letdown after a big emotional win over the Eagles. Ravens travel to battle the Jaguars. I'm taking the Ravens minus three and a half. And finally, Monday night football, the Eagles into play the Seahawks. I think the Eagles are going to want to bounce back. And I just think the Seahawks, you know, some of their magic is running out. So I'm taking Philadelphia minus three and a half. Well, that'll do it for uh, picks against the spread. That hopefully gets you all ready for week 15. We still have 12 huge games uh, between today and tomorrow, 11 on the slate today, and one big Monday night football game. Crucial week for fantasy, crucial week for the NFL. That makes it a lot of fun. Uh, Before we get out of here, I will end with a quick movie corner. It's becoming the most wonderful time of the year for movies. A lot of big things opening or will be opening. And tonight, Eric and I on This Week of the Movies will be looking at Wonka, the new prequel uh, that tells the kind of origin story for a younger Willy Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet. That opened wide in theaters on Friday. I enjoyed that one, but you'll hear my full thoughts tonight. We're also going to be looking at the Netflix film Maestro, which opens officially on Wednesday, uh, December 20th. That one has some huge Oscar buzz. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. As for the movies that are out right now that I've seen that we're not covering on the show, I saw Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Uh, I actually thought that was a fun and worthy sequel to 2000 film Chicken Run from Artman Animation. Um, A lot of different voices uh, in in the cast in this one, but it it was a fun story, one you can stream right now on netflix so uh i also enjoyed uh for what it is the family plan which is on apple tv plus mark Wahlberg, michelle monahan uh kind of a fun story uh about a retired um assassin whose former life comes uh, uncovered and now he's a family man trying to uh to make a different life it was it was fun there were some breezy action set pieces Wahlberg and monahan have some good chemistry together in that one so um, you know, very enjoyable. It's getting to be that kind of time of year where you're looking for things that you can just uh, relax and enjoy. And that was some of the ones that I liked this week. Well, that'll do it for this Sunday. Wish you guys all the best as you compete for your uh, fantasy titles and as you will your teams into the NFL playoffs. We'll see you again next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.